Hey everybody, what is going on? And welcome to the Wrestler Podcast. And I'm here today. He's the Frenchie to my Dino Bravo. Or, or do you want to be? Or do you want to be Jimmy Hart? Which one do you want to be? Oh, the mouth of the south. <laughs> I'm here with Ethan Sandoval, and the reason why we're talking, I've said Frenchie, is because we are talking about the. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode mm-hmm. of Dino Bravo. The murder of Dino Bravo. Yes, yes. The Not murder. a suicide. Cannot shoot oh. yourself in the back. <laughs> no. You can, it, it would be very hard to shoot yourself 11 times. Um, yeah, that would be that'd be a little difficult. A little difficult. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, uh, this is going to be, uh, I think, maybe going up on the uh, new and improved Soundstooth app in the future. So let's, uh, let's take use of it. Let's see. Here is, uh, here's who we're talking about. It's Dino oh, Bravo. Look at Dino that. Bravo. And the Mountie. And the Mountie, who features quite prominently. Oh, uh, Jacques Rougeau. Jean Jacques Rougeau here, or Jacques Rougeau. Uh, yeah, so we, we've made jokes about Dino Bravo. You know what? Mm-hmm. I, I think the dark side of the ring is just like channeling all the things we make jokes about. Right, uh, yeah. <laughs> like soon they're going to do one about Alberto Del Rio. And oh, then... no, no, no. Uh, yeah, uh, but you know, like yeah. So what, what else could it be? We, they've done Snuka, you know. They've they, you know they've just, mm-hmm. just did Dino Bravo. You right. know they, they you know they didn't accuse uh, oh what's his name of killing Chris Benoit. <laughs> oh, Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan. But yeah. uh, but they have done quite a few things that we have uh, talked. We just about. gotta we just gotta incorporate some Von Erich jokes. Yes, and Von Eric jokes. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did they do the death of Owen Hart yet? No, they have not. Okay, they haven't done that. I know that some ones, other ones that have come out that we might end up doing because you know wrestling action and stuff like uh, these COVID times. We need to watch stuff, so uh, we've yeah. got a. Uh, there's, I they think they just released the Road Warriors one this past weekend. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. then there's also the slap her around the world, which we, I think we touched on briefly. And uh, yeah, I've watched that one. That one's very good. Uh, so we'll we'll probably talk about those in the future. But uh, for the time being, we're going to talk about a man who was most likely well murdered, but by who? That's the big mystery. Mm-hmm. By who, who? murdered? Who? 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 Yes. Who? Yeah. Oh no! Is there going to be a behind the a dark side of the ring on the uh, <laughs> on, on the new day? Yeah. Uh, They're the ones who did it. Yes, the new day did it. Um, mm-hmm. Now, so uh, let's just get started off here. I, I kind of noticed, you know, I've, I've watched uh, four of these now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched Snuka, this one, Macho Man, and Miss mm-hmm. Elizabeth, and uh, and the Benoit one. Yes, uh, and this one to me was a little different, and it spent a lot of time establishing who the hell Dino Bravo was. Yeah, okay. it seemed like is this was like a tale of like. These these come out did these come out in two episodes or are they always just one episode? Because it certainly so yeah. so most of them are one episode. Okay. Uh, the only I know Chris Benoit was two episodes. Well, I didn't. I, I know at like the forty-seven minute length, it could have been like two twenty-two-ish minute, you know, episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I it's usually they, one. Ep- it's usually okay. one I didn't episode. They used to do it when they would come on the Vice Channel or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the first half of this is basically establishing uh, who Dino Bravo is. Now, who was Dino Bravo to you? That's my question. Uh, uh, he's uh, the Dino Bravo is steroids to me. 
is steroids to you. So you know, Bravo is the most roidiest man in WWE. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they they mention a lot about him being super strong, and this mm-hmm. isn't this certainly isn't a document series documentary series to pull punches. So I don't right. know why they never mention like when they talk about him having a anger streak or whatever that they said that it might have been roid rage. But right, yeah, no, they he, never. Yeah, yeah, they he never, was a big old beefy, big yeah. old beefy guy. Like he was a he had especially towards the end of the career he had the roid belly hard. Oh yeah. Yeah, he definitely had the roid belly hard. Uh, he was a big guy, uh, made his name uh, in Montreal, wrestling mm-hmm. up in Montreal. Uh, I believe yeah. it was with uh, International Wrestling was the name of the company that he was with in Montreal mm-hmm. up there. Yeah, um, yeah. Varying reports on how strong he actually was. I mean, yeah. if you uh, – so let, let's get this out. I'll get this out of the way. My biggest beef with this is they did not mention Royal Rumble 88. Oh, the, the the bench press, like yeah. that thing sticks in my mind. I don't know why. I don't know if I just saw that Royal Rumble a lot as a kid. It was such good heel heat. It was yeah. really you got Jesse it was Bobby a really yeah. good way to piss off the crowd. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Yeah, it was such a good way to piss off the crowd, and it was just like even as a kid, I was like, that's fake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He ain't lifting that. I, I looked it up, and at that point, if he was actually beating a world record, it would have been 715 pounds in mm. a bench press. Right, like, yeah. If Vince McMahon had a wrestler who could bench press 715 pounds, yeah. he would have that guy, like, like just jetting people off of him when he pinned him. He would just, like, be throwing mm. them in the air, like, 50 feet. He would, he would be doing the Yokozuna uh, Macho Man spot. Yeah, basically. In the, in the rumble? Or just... Yeah, he'd just be having catapulted off or whatever. But, yeah, that whole spot was infamous. Like, just mm-hmm. Jesse the body selling it so much. And I think Heenan was also maybe selling it or something. I don't know. Like, it was mm-hmm. – uh, that was just a, a really good uh, a memory that I remember. But they don't really touch on that because this is about his murder. Um, yeah. Now – They touch on the fact that he was so big – in Montreal that they were going to have Hogan come up there, but then they canceled it because they were afraid Dino would be more popular than Hogan. Yeah. And so like, uh, so they said basically that he was the Hulk Hogan of Montreal, like is what they yeah, were, they were, right. they were putting forward uh, in this documentary, which I have to take them for that because I mean, like, <sighs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know who was big in Montreal. Wrestling. It's Canada. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he was super huge in that scene. Just very, very prominent mm. in the Montreal scene. And I, I, very mm. early on in the episode, I think one of the guys talking uh, says that his murder proves that everyone is touchable. Because Dino, right, yeah. people thought that like Dino was untouchable in Montreal. He was such a, a big yeah. personality and people knew him uh, on there. But the, the crux of the matter is on March 10th, 1993... One, like about a year after his WWE WWF run is over, uh, he mm, is yeah. shot in the back while sitting in his chair watching television. Uh, he is shot eleven times in the body, or set, uh, four times in the body and seven times in the head, or is it seven times in the head and four times? In the head? I think it was seven times in the head. Yeah, four to the body and seven to the head. That is yeah. an insane murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. Which is what they're going to eventually talk about a little bit later when we actually get to the murder part of this. 
they're going to talk right, yeah. about how that's not a typical mafia killing. Like it would no, right. that like much. Well, that's like that's like a Valentine's Day massacre. That's not like yeah. That's more about like, and that would be like to send a message to someone. But I don't know right, yeah. sending a message to in this point. And I think they're just trying yeah. to kill him here. Yeah. Um, so as I go through my notes here, I, I will say that Dino's, Dino Bravo's daughter is hot. So, <laughs> so I will say that um, a lot of these I like listen to while I'm driving. Yeah. And this was the first one where I couldn't do that because his daughter only speaks French. Oh, and yeah. So, yeah, there was... I was, like, yeah, I was like sitting down to watch it and I was like uh, kind of doing the same thing as you guys. I, I was typing my notes and I was like, oh, man, they're speaking French. I got to read these subtitles. Yeah, I'm American. Yeah. I don't read subtitles. What is this? Yeah. This is yeah. Some, some foreign stuff out mm. there. That's a, that that's that's Dark Side of the Ring being a heel. They're being a foreign. Yeah, they wanted to make sure that Vince wouldn't watch this. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but but I don't know. I don't know. It's foreign, but hot blonde. Ah, true, 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 true. Yeah, and I think she's pretty close to my age. I'm not sure because I think like she said when her dad got his contract with WWF, she was like six, and so like I. Th- think that puts her maybe a year or two older than me so dino bravo's uh daughter if you're out there listen if you're a big wrestler fan mm-hmm. uh, i don't know yeah if you're oh. a cougar looking for a big kill <laughs> call up ethan sandoval uh but yeah okay so uh his his real name is uh aldolfo briscano now i i just always assumed I don't know why I had this cognitive dissonance in my head that, yeah, I know his name's mm-hmm. Dino Bravo, but I just always thought of him as a Canadian and not Italian. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just yeah, like, yeah, he's Italian. I'm just like, there's no Italians in Canada. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Like, uh, apparently but, a lot of Italians in Canada. Yeah, I, I could see dropping the name Adolfo. It's probably not a, a you know, it's a little, a little too close to Adolf mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, apparently, you know, his name is uh, Adolfo Briscano. And uh, I, what I did love about this one is, like, the for an early 80s promotion in Canada, they have some really good wrestling footage from international wrestling. Right, yeah, they do. Like, they it's just like, pretty like, high quality. Yeah, like... You can watch some stuff here and, you know, early WWF stuff and you don't even get that good of quality sometimes. And I was just like, oh, that's yeah. some, some good stuff here. And um, mm-hmm. I did not realize, like, uh, all the people that were up there in that promotion that would be eventually poached by... Right, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, like the Rougeaus. The Rougeaus. Andre the Giant was there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Rick the Model Martel or Rick Martel was also up there. Uh, and... Yeah. We kind of get, the, I guess, uh, Dino Bravo eventually becomes like the promoter or the owner of international wrestling. Is is that what he? He's like the promoter, the owner, the booker. Okay. He's like because it didn't start out his guy, and that's why he's so big. It didn't start he out his though. Right? Books no, 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 no. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, because I because I introduced that guy named Tony Mule, and he was the promoter. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I guess maybe because of his popularity, Dino Bravo sort of eventually went into that role. Mm-hmm. And then this is where, after they show that footage and stuff like that, they've talked about the Rougeaus. 
Mm. We've seen this guy talking who's bald headed. And I'm like, Oh, holy shit. That's Jacques Rougeau. <laughs> I, right. Yeah. It, it takes a moment. Like, I was, I was like, what I saw there did not look like what I remember as the Mountie or the Rougeau brothers uh, back in the day. Uh, uh, well, it's so funny because he, they're like, by the way, can you introduce yourself? And he goes, you know who I am. I'm the Mountie. And yes. every single person went, oh, my fucking yeah, God. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's the ma- Good God. Like, okay, man. Like, I don't think he, I'm not going to say he didn't age well. He just looks different. Like, I don't know. Like, well, yeah, he, he's bald, you yeah. know, like. Yeah, I mean, he had a buzz cut as the Mountie. I don't know. Maybe it's just because he didn't have that snarl on his face. But he, well, also, like, the Mountie, he always wore sunglasses yeah, in every promo. Right, but, I, 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 but I remember him from the Rougeau brothers, too. And I guess he had a little bit of hair in that. So, yeah, I don't know. But I was just, like, thrown aback. I was like, holy shit, that is Jacques Rougeau. <laughs> did not realize yep. that. Yep. Uh, and as far as wrestlers talking that people would know in this one, that's really the extent of it, except for later when we get the clip of Rick Martel uh, talking, the video clip. I don't think there's a whole lot of people in here that oh. would recognize outside of that. Right, yeah. It's a lot of talking to his friends and family. Like, uh, it cut out while you're talking, but okay. I don't know if uh, you mentioned that there's like a clip from Rick Martel. Yeah, and there's like a a little bit of Jimmy Hart in there. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's there's a little bit of Jimmy Hart. Yeah, a little bit of. I like that Jimmy Hart's reminiscing about uh, Dino Bravo is like he's got one eight by ten. Like he's got all this other stuff yeah. in there. He's got like one eight by ten of uh, of Dino Bravo. Uh, yeah. And I remember Jimmy Hart uh, managing Dino Bravo, but mm-hmm. I remember Frenchie more managing. Yeah. Just because I think because of the pairing of being, I, I mean, mm. how imaginative was the WWF that when they brought in uh, Dino Bravo, his theme song is just uh, the French national anthem. Right, like, yeah. You know, what is that, the name of that song? It's uh, well, what was it? Oh, like Ludwig Borges, Ludwig Borges was like the Finnish national anthem. Yeah. And he was like, Finnish. Vince is just like, what can I get that's in the public domain? I don't like this Canadian asshole. And like, yeah. That'll work. French La Marisol. Let's put it out there. Yeah. Um, but we like just like uh, just like every one of these, uh, most of these other episodes. Like we could just kind of retitle all of these instead of Dark Side of the Moon or Dark Side of the Moon, <laughs> Dark Side <laughs> of the Ring. It could just be like uh, Vince sucks. In colon, here's the rest of the story. Like this is, there's always a, there's always attacks on Vince McMahon, which it is. Kind I of, but Vince does suck. Oh, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Now I noticed it in this one, and I didn't notice it in the other ones. Does Chris Jericho do all of these? Because the narrator. So the first season, the first season was Mick Foley. Okay. Um, I know he did a lot of those, and then. This season, I think, was all Chris Jericho. Okay. Like, I didn't really notice. I didn't put two and two together. But some for some reason in this one, like, when I heard that voice, I was like, that's Chris Jericho, I believe. And I didn't I yeah. didn't hear the other ones. Which, maybe he just had a little more feeling into it because it was about a Canadian. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, well, he also did, you know, he did Benoit. And then, like, Mick Foley, I know, did Bruiser Brody. Yeah. And Bruiser Brody is, like, who inspired 
Like, I think the preface is Mick Foley says on the Bruiser Brody episode, the one wrestler who I didn't get a chance to wrestle that I would have loved to wrestle is Bruiser Brody. Yeah, I get a I get a lot of that. I hear a lot of that. Like the more you get into wrestling and get down these like holes into wrestling, you hear a lot more about Bruiser Brody and like how much people like really respected him and wanted to work with him and things like that. And he, it's not a name that I think most casual fans maybe heard it but don't realize that he had. Yeah, I think a lot of people have maybe seen his photo. Yeah, um, as the Wild Man or what you know, like you know, just sort of being. Yeah, a yeah. Guy. Um, but yeah, Bru- like Bruiser Brody was like the fucking king of '80s wrestling, like especially in like Japan and Puerto Rico. Yeah, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe I think it's a lot of the time when I think about '80s wrestling, what I'm really thinking about is like WrestleMania three on. Yeah, right. you're thinking of like late '80s wrestling because yeah. that's like '89. Yeah, which in my mind, like I just still equate that to the '80s for some reason. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is the '80s, but it's like late '80s stuff. So, uh, mm-hmm. but that's probably you know just because when I came, you know, I would have been five or six. I would have been five in 1985. Obviously, since I was born in '80. So, like that's probably when I started having memories and can actually remember like wrestling on TV and things like that. Right. Um, yeah. But we get into this. We get into this poaching talent. Mm-hmm. All those guys we mentioned, Martel, the Rougeaus, Andre the Giant, they mm-hmm. are all poached uh, by, uh, by, by Vince McMahon. They go to the WWF. There was supposed to be some sort of working relationship or something. Um, mm-hmm. That's where the Hogan match was supposed to come yeah, in, right. into play. And then they, you know, this is one of those times where maybe they're right to have canceled that match. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. really, you know, they've had those uh, matches where they'll, they just have the wrong person go over in the <laughs> wrong city. There's lo- lots of examples of that. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, they decided to not do the Hogan versus Bravo match. Uh, mm-hmm. the Dino Bravo be more popular, which is, uh, you know, yeah, it's kind of like doing the Montreal screw job in Montreal. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've seen the Montreal screw job one too. I saw that. One. Oh Yeah. That one as well. Um, now, uh, Dino, though, so they poach all the talent for international wrestling. Dino mm-hmm. tries to compete with the WWF. Um, and, like, he's, like, the booker and running the promotion at this point. But, mm-hmm. like, this is, like, uh, you know, it's kind of amazing when you think about it that the WWF was able to survive the mid-'90s when WCW started poaching all their talent considering like that's how the WWF had killed so many and has killed or tried to kill so Mm. many other promotions that they were able to withstand it. Maybe just because they were so much bigger than these other like promotions, like an international wrestling, but pretty soon the writings on the wall and Mm. Dino Bravo has to like give up and he just goes and he follows suit with his other wrestlers and joins the WWF. Yeah. One of the things I, and maybe you don't notice it so much as you listen to a lot of them, but I noticed it in the Snooker one, and I noticed it here too. The shadowy figures that they have do the portrayals in the back, right? Yeah, are just so ridiculous to me. Like yeah. the guy that's supposed to be Jacques Rougeau, it looks like he's 120 pounds, and the yeah. guy like 
that's supposed to be Dino Bravo looks like the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Like Dino Bravo had some, you know, some, uh, some traps on him, but this guy has like 10 inch traps. So you can just see them in the silhouette in the back. You're just like, who is this hulking hum- Lord humongous that they have brought into? Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, like I, I do try to watch them as well, but I just, you know, well, um, yeah. My thing is, like, I just feel like they have, like, the uh, talk show incorporated wig budget. <laughs> yeah. Their wigs are bad. The wigs are so bad. Like, yeah. But, yeah, you see them in the background. Uh, so, Dino decides to join uh, the WWF at the time. And mm-hmm. did you love the little, just a quick aside story about Jake the Snake showing up just to scare children? <laughs> yeah, it was great. Like here comes Jake with his bag of his snake in a bag, and I'm just going to scare some small children for some reason. Yeah, good for you, Jake. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I I, I DDP yoga with Jake the Snake the other day. I did. Oh, one. Nice. He's on one of them. I did it, and I was like, oh look, I'm. I'm he's yoga. he's been great in AEW lately. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely uh, he's definitely come back and done a great job. He's being an excellent manager for uh, Lance Archer. He's doing Lance Archer, yeah doing a great job with that but yeah uh yeah jake the snake scares dino bravo's little kid and she's like oh what a great little aside in this story of just like i don't know 80s wrestlers hanging out together just always leads to some sort of shenanigans i think we may have right, mentioned, yeah. mentioned on the podcast before but i think it was uh uh i was listening to an interview with uh whoever was traveling on the road with jake the snake and yeah. i think it was hacksaw and mm-hmm. uh the snake got out at night yeah. in the hotel room mm-hmm. and yeah. Hacksaw was scared of it. And so he just was holed up in the bathroom. And then Jake, the snake just woke up this morning and started laughing his ass off at him. Cause he just like been standing in the shower the whole time. Like, well, like I know that, I know that uh, Piper was also terrified of snakes and he actually pulled a gun on Jake once. <laughs> like he heard Jake behind him and he was like, Jake, you motherfucker! Get this snake away from me. <laughs> that is a uh, that Jake had some commitment to his uh, to his love there. Did he have? Yeah. I know Damien was one of them. I don't remember if there were other ones that were named. They they were just all Damien. Okay, because I know that they're okay. So because I know one of them got was it earthquake that squashed one of them? I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Let's hope he didn't really squash it. Of course he didn't. Yeah. Well, you never know. <laughs> Real snake might have been cheaper than a fake snake. <laughs> no, I've seen. I've seen it. Like because they don't. It, he just squashes a bag. Yeah, he doesn't like. <laughs> and stopped. then like, and then Jake like opens the bag and then just goes, oh god!" And then like that was the that was all that happened. Stop breaking kayfabe, bro. I'm gonna have to come over and slap you. <laughs> <laughs> that's me <laughs> yeah uh but yeah uh okay so dino bravo gets to the wwf and so there was kind of a, a weird thing here in the timeline to me i guess they initially paired him with jimmy hart and mm-hmm. then later brought jimmy and frenchie was in the middle i'm guessing right yeah yeah um but yeah they paired him with jimmy hart to try to get him over uh and mm-hmm. i noticed in his and I remember Jimmy Hart's voice like crazy from being a kid and just listening to the mouth of the South and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's in his older age, his voice has sort of morphed into like a, it's 
that one kind. I think he's supposed to be a gay guy on on a Family Guy, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of morphed into that a little bit. I can't remember who it is. It's like he, I don't know. It was just it was. I like closed my eyes for a minute. I was picturing this character from Family Guy that I can't quite remember right now. What Herbert the pervert? No, not Herbert. This is like a probably a middle aged guy. He's got like a wispy mustache. Oh, I know who you're talking. Well, that's just going on down to the store. And yeah, and, and, and he's and... sort of morphed into that voice a little bit here. Oh no, that's that's. <laughs> Oh, that's no, baby, he was the strongest man alive. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you, yeah. Uh, but so he puts with Jimmy Hart, and mm-hmm. Vince decides that he wants to give him bleached blonde hair. Right, yeah. Just because he's a heel, and it yeah. looks stupid. But do you think it's also because... The, do you think this was one of those like Vince dust, a dick? Yeah, Dusty Rhodes and polka dots type thing where Vince is like, "Oh, Dino or Terry Taylor is the Red Rooster." Yeah. Like you tried to you know keep your thing going, but uh, guess what, bud? Now you can bleach your hair mm-hmm. because uh, Uncle Vince is pulling the purse strings. But but he was pulling some pretty massive purse right, strings. Yeah. Like I think they said his contract was like for three hundred grand. Yeah, with the potential to earn up to a million, I mean that's yeah. some pretty good money for for eighties wrestling. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so and then we get the classic flaw with any wrestler that comes from a foreign country. Uh, in this Why case, he talk good. Yeah, he speaks broken. He speaks broken English. You know, he's a French Canadian. He's mm-hmm. definitely based on knowing his family. He's definitely more on the French side yeah. than the canadian side and so you know that's why he had to always be paired up with a manager uh, yeah part and then also i could just see vince not getting this and you know wrestling crowds aren't the most refined people also he was short he was yeah. like he was like under six foot yes he was like a less fat otis <laughs> yeah yeah I look although at- towards the end of his career he definitely kind of got closer to Otis's side. Yeah, although I don't think I think Otis's gut is just like sandwiches, <laughs> not stupid. that's true. Well, like <laughs> oh yeah, Otis Otis has like the true power lifter body type. Yeah, Otis has that uh, like you know you know there's a shit ton of muscle under there, but there's also a shit ton of like uh, of, of mm. uh, Chicago style pizzas on top of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, but shout out to Otis who won Money in the Bank, so good good for him. Yeah, you, you, Otis. You, you have your day in the sun, Otis. Uh, probably won't last long. You're a tag team wrestler. <laughs> I don't think anyone can imagine world champion Otis. No, I mean I can, and I love the idea. But yeah, I just, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe attainable body type. <laughs> I think you're already there. <laughs> I think that yeah, is, yeah. I think that's obtained body type. I think we're both yeah. uh, as good as Otis or better. So, oh yeah. Um, now, see, this is where I was reminded of my memories of Dino Brock which is just always as a jock. Yeah. I I remember him as being, who would you equate him to? Maybe like. Uh, uh, R-Truth. Oh, no. I'm thinking more like, this is not a good, this is not a one-to-one, but like he was supposed to be a threat, right? Because he was so Mm. strong. So Mm. maybe you could put him toward in that Mark Henry category. Mark Henry. Titus O'Neil, yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, where he's like he's like physically imposing, 
but he always loses. Yeah, like, oh, here comes, ooh, how's he going to deal with this monster? James Ellsworth. Yes, James Ellsworth. Uh, well, that, that, yeah, that's also probably problematic. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so he just becomes a jobber. And uh, mm-hmm. they say that he had a really, really hard time with that. Like, huh. he was used to being the man, right, in his promotion. Yeah. And he didn't like putting over people. I, I get the feeling that he didn't mind putting over people like that were he viewed as equals or better. Yeah. He didn't want to put over anybody that he didn't view was like, like, I don't mm. think he probably, I, I don't know. I know he had a match with like Carrie Von Eric, like a few Carrie Von Eric and stuff like that. Mm. I don't know that yeah. he probably liked Carrie Von Eric. Right. Right. Yeah. Didn't want to put him over mm-hmm. um, or anything like that. But yeah, he becomes a jobber. And that's how I remember. I just remember him like, oh, Dino Bravo was the guy that had the, you know, the French Canadian, the, Mont- the Quebec flag and like mm-hmm. would come right. down. And I remembered him from that and the bench press. That was it. That's like the two things that I remember being a job. Yeah, I remember him from uh, being a filler guy on Survivor Series teams. <laughs> yes, he would be the perfect like uh, who's the next person on the team. Like, you know, we, we, we yeah. have, we're going to have well, a... He- challenge <laughs> he was like that all the time i think there was like three survivor series were like fuck i'm just throw dino bravo yeah, on the team yeah. yeah throw dino in there he'd go run around the ring for five seconds and then get eliminated or something like that so yeah uh but yeah and so uh but they say here that dino had bigger plans for himself than vince had for him and so he quits basically he just lets his contract run out right, uh, yeah i had forgotten totally about like early 90s Dino Bravo with like the short like buzz cut like blonde hair and things like mm-hmm. that like I really that that is just something that was like pushed out of my mind like I think oh, yeah. I don't remember him after like 1989 <laughs> yeah um, but he leaves the WWF in 1992 um at this point I think they said he's in his like early 40s yeah and that's it because yeah, he was he was already kind of old yeah. When he got to the WWF, he was like mid thirties. Yeah, I gotta imagine that Vince Vince's thinking with bringing mm-hmm. him to the WWF was mm-hmm. completely about completely capturing the Quebec market. Right. right. Yeah. So of course. Vince is just like looking. He's like, yeah, it's gonna cost me three hundred thousand dollars. I'm never gonna pay. Or, you know, it's gonna cost me three hundred thousand dollars, but I will own Montreal. Right. right. I've, got, yeah. I've got everybody. I own that territory. We're good mm-hmm. to go. So it's a $300,000 territorial investment. Yeah, um, exactly. But Dino was done with WBF and there wasn't anything for him. I mean, yeah. He was a wrestler all his life. So, like, I mean, he had no job skills. It, I, I mean, I did find it a little weird. Like, I guess, you know, uh, one of the guys, maybe it was the, the Tony Mule guy, one of the guys mm-hmm. that said it was one of his best friends. I get he said he was burnt out with wrestling. I mean, because clearly, even even being just Dino Bravo, mm-hmm. he could to me he still could have got a job like in NWA or something like that. Right. That, yeah. But that would have been quite a departure from Canada to go down south, right? So maybe right, that's yeah. why that didn't materialize. It would have been a lot better for him in the long run. <laughs> to do of course, that. yeah. But uh but he didn't. So he goes back to Montreal. And we find himself sort of uh, backed into a corner because mm-hmm. he started living this lavish lifestyle, uh, mm-hmm. right. big house, fancy car, 
Um, you know, and, and, and as one is wont to do when they start making money, they start spending more money. Yeah. And he has no way to make money. But uh-huh. what they say is he has connections. Right. And so apparently his Italian family is the Montreal Mafia. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So his uncle, Dino's uncle, a guy by the name of Vic Controni. Yeah. Uh, I saw a, there's a little variation there. Like one time they said Controni, the other time they said Controni without the end, but whatever. Vic Controni, who was a former wrestler himself, apparently in the 30s. Yeah. Uh, uh, as Vic Vincent. Uh, yeah. Uh, but he is uh, apparently like high up or the head of the Montreal Mafia. Yeah, exactly. So I always, uh, I always like it when people don't realize that there are mafias everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like uh, the Yakuza fucking runs in parts of Japan. I, I would give lectures and I would talk about the Jewish mob. And yeah. kids will always snicker, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? You don't want to mess with Diamond Schultz. He would, he would like mess you up. Like he owned yeah. parts of New York. Like, you, yeah, like, there's always a mob somewhere. There's mafia in Oklahoma, you know. So like, yeah. uh, so that's not unheard of. But like, it just so happened that his uncle was the Montreal mafia, right? So, yeah. And he uh, becomes a debt collector. Now I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Here's what I didn't get. Mm-hmm. If you're running the mafia mm-hmm. and you need a guy to be your, you know, your debt collector, whatever they call it. I forget what they call them. Yeah, there's probably a mm-hmm. name for them. Um, oh, your shyster? Yeah. No, nah, not shy. Yeah. Or your Shylock. Shylock, yeah. Well, the guy's looking around and breaks some legs, you know, collects some money, rough people up. If you're in the mafia, I get, they've said there's a lot of corruption in Montreal. Mm-hmm. But picking a internationally recognizable pro wrestler to be that mm-hmm. seems a little odd to me. Well, he wasn't just a debt collector. He was also uh, a drug runner. Well, I know. like, But, I mean, at the same time, all of these things seem weird to have a... Mm-hmm. I, the drug runner, I guess, maybe pe- would make more sense because people would go like, oh, he's he's rich. He, we're not, we're not going to notice anything, right? Yeah. yeah. But... Like him being the guy going around and knocking heads just seems a little weird to me. Like, yeah, but I think they weren't getting by on like because they mentioned like he's personable, he's likable, he's well known. Yeah, like I think they were getting by with him just being like, hey, well, do you mind paying him back? You know? Yeah, and I guess it could have been maybe a thing of like, well, like we he would go in as the good cop, and then if they didn't listen. They would send in the bad cops. Well, it also might be a thing like, uh, yeah, they, they know that like, all right, this is Dino Bravo. We gotta, we know this guy's protected. We can't do anything about this, so we're gonna, right, have, yeah, we're gonna yeah. have to pay here. So I mean, maybe there's some lot. It just still cut, seems kind of weird. Like, I'm, you know, the the Italian mob here is not gonna go out and get Batista to be there. <laughs> oh, can you imagine that? <laughs> That'd be great. All these people that owe money just fanboy out when he shows Hello? up. Oh my God. It's Drax. <laughs> it's Jinx from James Bond. Ah! <laughs> uh, it's the guy from uh, that Uber movie with uh, Kamel Nanjiani. Oh, Stuber? Stuber, there you go. Um, but I-, I love this little side story they say here because uh, it-, it incorporates because uh, they're talking about his like, you know, his mean streak or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
and but it also incorporates Canadians and their irrational like uh, hockey allegiance. Yeah. <laughs> he was a diehard Canadians fan. If there's anything you know about Canadians fan, they hated the Nordiques. Uh-huh. And he then proceeds to, in a bar fight, uh, basically takes a Nordiques hockey player uh-huh. uh, out to his Corvette, just smashes his head into it. Yeah. And I'm just like, because Jacques Rougeau tried to throw a punch at the guy. And then I like that Rougeau's like, yeah, I was going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> but then, yeah. you know, Bravo saved me. Yeah. Uh, which, as I think about it, like, uh, I watched an episode of Cheers where there was just a, a Boston Bruin in the Cheers bar. Uh-huh. And he, he, he goes out and fights a guy in the parking lot. So maybe that's just something that happened in the 80s. Uh, maybe. Hockey, hockey players were at bars and they just went out and got into fights. I don't know. Uh, but. Hey, the Canadians, I guess, eventually won because the Nordiques don't exist anymore. So, um, but yeah, that's a little side story there. Uh, just love that on there. Uh, but then, kind of like, this isn't really the middle. It's kind of we're getting to the murder part now. Yeah, we're getting towards the end because the murder happens in like the last ten minutes. Yeah, we get we get then. Uh, Dino Bravo calls Jacques Rougeau, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, "Man, I need to see you," which is like, okay, like. Maybe Dino knows something's up, or I, I don't know. He because like Jacques makes it sound like they weren't. He does his little finger thing of like we weren't. <laughs> he does some little finger thing to show that they weren't good friends or whatever. They were just oh, yeah. friends, but they weren't like, mm-hmm. hey, come out and hang over at the house type buds. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jacques like, well, I can't make it tonight, but I'll get there as soon as I can. And he goes the next morning. He stops to get gas. What a way to find out that your uh, friend just got murdered is that you go to get gas. And someone hands you a newspaper and says, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah, uh, your your buddy here uh, <laughs> got shot eleven times." Yeah, I, I don't want to find that out about you, Ethan. Uh, if you're mm. running, if you're running cigarettes for uh, for tribes, please don't. <laughs> uh... Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I like that you're going black is just like showing your name. Yeah, you're like, like shit. No, 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 this is who I am. Damn <laughs> So the the nuts and bolts of the murder is that there were a, a machine gun used, and when they say machine gun, I'm guessing like I don't know. I don't, they, they obviously didn't open fire with a fully automatic machine gun. No, I think they mean like like a machine pistol. Yeah. Uh, that and also a regular pistol used. No signs of forced entry. The door was mm-hmm. unlocked, they said. Um, mm-hmm. And Dino Bravo was sitting there and watching television. And so and he, was al- he was entirely alone. Like everybody was out of the house. Yeah. Except for him. Yeah, which it was a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like, why wasn't the family there? Well, I think I remember that, like, they'd gone, like, ice skating or something. Like, they'd done some kind of outing and Dino yeah. stayed home. Yeah, it was just a little little weird thing that, that was there. Uh, and we should say that this case is still open. Right, yeah, it's never been solved. Yeah, it's they, have been- like, they have like an expert on the mafia in there who says yeah. who he thinks did it, but she thinks it's the tribes. Yeah, uh, that, that, guy, that guy has a, uh, a wonderfully Canadian, French-Canadian name, Claude Poyer. Yeah. <laughs> Claude yeah. Poyer. Uh, he is the crime reporter there and the expert on the, the, this killing and everything. And this is where we bring in, you know, they, they say at a certain point, this is like, I think 
this series occasionally I mean they might be a little hyperbolic when they say when they always say shocks the wrestling world mm-hmm. like I don't know that there was a major uh, shock in the wrestling world when Dino Bravo died other than the way that he died <laughs> right yeah and I think that's kind of what they mean yeah I think I th- we both just got the same message yeah, yeah, we did from uh, from friend of the show, <laughs> friend of the show, Wade McFarland. Yes, uh, Roman Reigns is in the new uh, David Spade movie, which ah. is uh, the wrong Missy. I think is that maybe. Oh, I think my parents are watching that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Netflix. I heard it's okay. There's a. I think uh, someone I else I heard interview recently with is in. That. Oh, uh, Nick Swardson's in that. that movie. Nick Swardson's in it. Lauren Lapkus is in it. Uh, uh, what is her? Movie. What is her fucking name from Scrubs? Um, Elliot from Scrubs. I can't remember the actress. Oh name. yeah, I know who you're talking about. Oh, I had yeah. a crush on Elliot from Scrubs. Yeah, yeah, everybody did. Yeah. Well, not everybody. Everybody. Okay, maybe. Everybody. Uh, we, di- we digress. We digress. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, her name is. Let me see. Uh, Sarah Shockey. Sarah Shockey. Oh yeah, that's what it was. I knew her last name was weird. Yeah. Spelled like a C Anyways. or whatever. But yeah. Anyway, so Dino Bravo gets shot 11 times. And... Yeah, shot 11 times. That's our scrubs talking. <laughs> this is where we get into why they think you shot uh, 11 times. And it turns out. Now, it turns out he's a cigarette smuggler. Right, yes. Which, uh, at this point, um, I was just like, I had these visions of like two shows that i've watched which you know i've got the trailer park boys podcast there's there's a part a, se- a season where they smuggle cigarettes mm-hmm. and then also letter kenny mm-hmm. and in letter kenny one of the things in one of the seasons is buying cigarettes from the native americans because they're cheaper yeah right because they're still smuggling cigarettes from native american tribes yeah. and so i'm just like this is some like canadian i guess it's like uniquely canadian shit (laughs) right yeah well like so is like um i can't remember uh canada has had had a lot of smuggling things that were like weird i remember there was like a thing about canada smuggling haggis because like no because they 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 wouldn't let them have it like yeah. they, they ruled it unsanitary or like, you know, not fit for consumption. And there was a hat. Yeah. There's also been like a maple syrup smuggling ring. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. Like, yeah. You God I, damn you Canucks. You right. all you. Hey, that's a, that's a derogatory term. It's like, well, they shut don't, up. Don't name a hockey team after it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So they asked like, uh, so, the initial theory here is that uh, a shipment of, I think this is why Claude Poyer says uh, that it was the, the Native American tribes, the first people. You hear, you hear some different uh, mm-hmm. names. Uh, Martel just calls them Indians. Some people say the natives. Uh, other, and he says the First Nations, which is what mm-hmm. they call Native Americans in, uh, in Canada, the first na- people, the First Nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a shipment worth about $55,000 that yeah. were stolen. Uh, and I guess they are saying that, you know, his belief is that Dino Bravo, uh, because they found $50,000 in his house, mm. that uh, he was responsible for this. Right, like, yeah. He was involved with that. And that's, I think, where Claude Poyer 
Uh, I, I feel like we're getting into Landry's uh, thrilling Tuesday stuff. Yeah, I know. Still should be thrilling Thursday, but uh, uh, <laughs> but we're he's the, he's positing that the the Native Americans are the ones that or even terrifying Tuesday would be better. Yeah, true. Any any of these things. I, yes, I know. Uh, hey, whatever. It's all good. Enemy of the show. <laughs> well, see, halfway through this, I was like, oh, shit, maybe we should have made him watch this one and get on with us because he would actually probably, other than the first half of it, he'd have probably been, he'd have liked the last 15 minutes of it. Right, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, they, they think and they go, well, is that worth killing someone over? And the guy's like, well, people have died over less. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's not wrong. So, uh, yeah. but so this becomes like a whole, like, who did it? Is it the mafia? Is it the... Oh. Native Americans, or is it these biker gangs? I want to know yeah. more about these Canadian biker gangs. Yeah, yeah, like this sounds like some like are these just like the friendliest biker gangs? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, uh, and French Canadian biker gangs at that. Yeah, fucking. There was a comedian, John Caparulo, had a great bit about how there are like gangsters in Canada, and and, and like how they'll they'll like even they'll act tough. And they'll be like, and then fuck you. And then he'll be like, fucking, I'm from LA, motherfucker. I'll punch you in the dick and run. Like, I'm not, I'm not scared of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think most uh, games. Whatever, Lil Richard. <laughs> Lil Robo Show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, but yeah, that's, I, I want to know more about these. Like, that's what's kind of frustrating about this particular episode is like, they introduced so much like stuff in the last few minutes. I'm like, I want to know more about this, but I guess there's yeah. a whole lot to know. Like, yeah. I guess the whole like uh, thing about this documentary is that it's the first time that like the family has talked about it at all. Yeah. I think that was the big thing. Uh, and then uh, maybe some other people that got involved may, I don't know how much, you know, the Mountie has talked about it before. You would think that he would investigate being a Mountie, but you know. yeah, I know. He was like, damn it, I left my kettle prod at home. <laughs> I yeah. cannot do this. <laughs> but uh, this is where we get the interview with Rick Martell, who declined to be in this documentary. Right, but they right. have an old interview from like 2005. Yeah, and he's talking about all this stuff. And basically, he then lends more credence to it maybe being the mafia that's involved. Because apparently uh, Dino screwed up a big deal, like right. like the, he he tipped off the uh, Montreal police or who, mm. you know whoever was investigating mm. the location of their warehouse with over four hundred thousand dollars worth of merchandise. Right, yeah. and so this is where we kind of get the the story that well maybe this is actually the mafia behind this because they cost them so much money. Right, yeah. Which, I mean, I can see. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't know that that if he's part of the family and he's done all that work for him in the past, though. Yeah, that seems like a little bit of an overkill of retribution. Four hundred thousand dollars. People have been killed for less. Well, I know, but like, <laughs> I, just the fact that he was part of the actual family. I yeah. know, I know, but it's like. I don't know, it's eight times what the Indians were killing him for. 
Yeah, true, but I mean, I don't know. There's a little disconnect there to me. Well, I think that's where the – and maybe it was the mafia trying to cover up the hit by doing it the way they did. The yeah. disconnect between the way the hit, like, went down mm-hmm. versus, like, what you typically – It think. does seem really violent to have been a family killing him. Yeah, it, it definitely seems more like, you know – Messed out. Like if it, <laughs> yeah, if it was the mafia, I feel like it would have just been like that scene in Goodfellas, with, with the Joe Pesci, where he yeah. just walks into the room and he's like, ah, oh, shit, and then they shoot him in the back of the head one time. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see that. Now, I, I guess the uh, the other the explanation for that, if it was the mafia, is that they were trying to make it look like someone else did it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, this definitely seems like if the mafia wanted to get him, they could find ways to do it that wouldn't be so messy. Um, right, yeah. And, you know, like, he's a pro wrestler. They could have, like, drugged him, and no one would have yeah. thought the, anything about it. If, like, mm-hmm. if he came home, if you came home and there was a syringe in his arm, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, no one would have thought anything but about how it. But how would you have given him a syringe? He's... He's was incredibly strong. Well, you're, you're, you know, if you're if you're close to him, I mean, he doesn't think anything, and you just, you know, walk up know. and do it. I don't know. I'm, I, just, I'm just positing things here on this unsolved case. I got you, buddy. Uh, but yeah, Rick Martel refused to be involved, but he gives that he fucked up this job of worth four hundred thousand. And so my ultimate theory is that Rick the model Martel killed the. <laughs> Oh, it was Kevin Sullivan again. That Why? son of a bitch. Rick Martel didn't know that he was actually being interviewed back in 2000 and whatever, and that's why he refused this time. Is because he's like, yeah. I said too much last time. I'm going to incriminate myself. Yeah. And how he actually killed him, there was a struggle, but he used his uh, fragrance bottle. <laughs> he used his fragrance, and then he put him in the Boston Crab, and then he was so weak. Yes. from the Boston Crab that he and, was able to get him into the chair and then shoot him 11 times. And no one's going to expect a fragrance bottle poisoning oh. if you also have 11 gunshot wounds. Right, yeah. So they're not even going to check for that, right? No, of so course not. Allegedly, Rick the Model Martel did this, and his getaway driver was Jacques Rougeau. Oh! <laughs> You want to mount the mount here? They did say the police were corrupt. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I, I mean, I, fine. I do feel kind of bad making light of it just because it doesn't seem like Dino Bravo was that horrible of a person. No, um, yeah. I mean, he was he a anger, mafia enforcer. anger issues. Enforcer, that's the word. He was a mafia enforcer. That's the word. Right. Yeah, that's not a debt collector. That's... That's the guy you have standing next to you while a deal goes down to make sure yeah. people don't fuck up. They tried. I mean, to uh, I think that's how it goes. They tried to get Arn Anderson, but you know, oh, oh they're going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So it again. They. This is basically how it ends. It's just like a big question. Of like yeah. what really went down. Like we can look at it. It ends with his daughter talking about seeing his body in the casket, and you're just like, Ugh! yeah. And like we, these other ones, you know, we kind of have resolutions to. Mm-hmm. I mean, Snooka, you could argue we didn't have a clear resolution, but everybody can kind of be like, oh yeah, like yeah, this is what happened. This one, you're just like, well, 
Yeah. These all sound plausible. Even even the Bruiser Brody, you're like, yeah, we know exactly what happened, yeah. even though it's technically, you know, nobody was convicted. Now, I haven't seen the, the Legion of Doom one or the, the Road Warriors one. What What's it going to be about? Hawk. But, I mean, like, he... Okay, I guess I never thought that that was too scandalous. I thought that was just a wrestler doing too many drugs. Well, he was a massive alcoholic, and then I get... You know, I feel like it's going to be a lot about, like, this one. Like, they're going to talk about who the Legion of Doom was and how they came to be yeah. and how they were the Road Warriors and then they were the Legion of Doom and then, you know, and, like, how dominant they were. And, oh, by the way, one of them fucking died. <laughs> I was just wondering if they're going to show any footage of Heidenreich uh, wrestling Doink oh. at that Golden well, Corral. I, I, I wonder if they're going to show the footage of, of Hawk falling off the Titantron. <laughs> Probably not. There's not a lot of W. There's not a lot of recent WWE footage in these things. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, that one I was a little bit okay. Like, what? Like, what other things can you think of that they need to cover? Other like, we, I think we mentioned Owen Hart's death. Owen Hart, obviously. I mean, but that um, one would suck if you can't get Brett to talk about it. I don't think Brett will talk about it. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's a big issue. Um, and then. Uh, I don't know. They had him in for the Montreal screw job. Yeah. yeah, but that's not the death of his brother. And also, I think Brett was still with the WWE. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's, that's, a, yeah, I just, I'm trying to think of other things that they could do because they can't go like, yeah. if they go really far back, people are not going to be interested. If they like start bringing right. back like black and white, like 60s and 70s. Stuff. Oh, they bring it back the guy who killed the guy by punching him in the heart. I can't remember what his fucking name was, but there, yeah. was, there was a guy whose finish was the heart punch. Yeah. And he ended up killing a guy with the heart punch and then wore a shirt that said, I fucking killed a guy with my finishing move. And then Ted DiBiase's dad died in the ring. I know that. Did Iron they, Mike did they, do this, did they do the steroid scandal? I don't think they've covered that. Okay. Um, they could maybe do that. They could cover that. Um, I don't know, like <laughs> Sunny. <laughs> they covered <No>. Sunny, <laughs> which I shared that with you guys today. Yeah, shout out to Sunny. The current day Sunny, no. Yeah, old old school Sunny. Fucking yeah, I would be a contributor to her OnlyFans. What we're talking about is uh, news broke today, or like not. I mean, someone found out. Sonny has uh, an, a, 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 an OnlyFans, and I sent that to you guys, and I sent it to a friend of the show, Tom King, and he was like, oh, it's $30. If it was, if it was like $10, i would do it. <laughs> it was $30 a month. I, I, can't, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, I feel you, Tom. I, I don't think I could either. I, I, yeah. I, would have, I would even be hard-pressed to do like $30 a month for Mandy Rose. So. <laughs> yeah. I, they're running out of things to talk about unless they start getting to just early wrestler deaths like yeah you know Which, like i don't know I, I guess there's some you know if they're gonna do there might be some stuff in there for like luna vachon maybe have they done moolah they did they did moolah yeah. um i yeah like luna vachon's one i'm thinking of people like i don't know like bam bam bigelow and like 
you know, people who died really young. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they tried to do an Andre, but the issue is there was a really good documentary about Andre. Yeah. So I just think that like when you get to some of those wrestlers dying young, that's just more of a like, well, well, yeah, we know. <laughs> like, yeah. They do drugs. Like Bam Bam did a shit ton of pain pills and cocaine. What was going to happen? Yeah. Would die. Right? Yeah. Like they they're running out of like. Um, they may start going to the Japanese market, like Hayabusa, mm-hmm. who, you know, snapped his neck in the ring, um, and it was paralyzed from the waist down, or from the neck down for most of his life afterwards. Yeah. I mean, because other things I think about are just accidents, like Ray killing the guy down in Mexico. Like, right, yeah, Ray killing the guy down in Mexico, um, yeah, I don't know, there's just... That's a crazy one. Um... You know, a uh, real shout out for anybody that's listening. Uh, you know, one of my great Kali killed a guy. Oh, did he? Yeah, he he was wrestling a guy who had a concussion, and then he oh. did he did a uh, like a flapjack, but like not the like hold their leg flapjack, just the one where you lift them up and drop them, them, and the guy hit his head and died. Maybe, uh, yeah. Well, at least it wasn't a Kali chop. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if they'll even – maybe Pat Patterson because he's got some demon skeletons yeah. in his closet. Yeah, I could see that. That, that might be something they could do. I don't know. Uh, I did want to give a shout-out. You know, one of my favorite uh, YouTube wrestling channels is WrestleTalk. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it was on their Parts Fun Known channel that they have now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did a, a little – it's like 11, 12 minutes – and he does the guy. One of the guys from there does the history of the Green Mist. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's really good. Like uh, because it's so associated with uh, you know, like I, w- I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but you should go watch it. It's just it's associated with Japan, but it is not Japanese. Yeah, right. <laughs> like so, uh, but shout Ooh. out to you know yeah. what they may cover, and I would be so fucking down for this death matches. I want them to cover death matches so bad. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, have they done any stuff with New Jack? They did. They did an episode on New Jack. Okay. I watched it. It was fantastic. I yeah. recommend it to everyone. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I saw, no, like, I, I'm sure there's other stuff out there, but, like, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, if you like this sort of behind-the-scenes stuff, you can always go check out Colt Cabana's road diaries and things like that and get some like what stuff's like on the road and dealing oh, with Oh, they could do them. Yoko. Yeah, they could do Yoko. Uh, I don't know. That's just getting fat. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They'll well, give them an opportunity to talk about the Samoan wrestling families. Oh, well, yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, they kind of, like, they do such a good job with these, like, you can tell that they're not like the highest budget documentary, right? But they right, do a right. good job with what they have. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe they've pigeonholed themselves just by focusing on the dark side so much that they right, could right. do something. Like, maybe this could be like a, uh, you know, darkest night, brightest day, like Green Lantern type thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Their next series can be like uh, the light side of wrestling or something yeah. like like the, the feel good side of wrestling. Uh, we're not yeah. going to talk about the crappy stuff. We're going to talk about like, Oh, here's a good thing, right? So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, maybe that would be something they could pursue in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, I learned today, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I learned today that, you ever seen the uh, movie Huge Fan with Patton Oswald? Nope. 
uh, he plays like a uh, a guy who calls into uh, to sports radio shows, and he's got like the scripted like he's like that really weird sports radio call in type show fan, mm-hmm. he's, like a super fan of his team, does scripted like things or whatever. It was uh, written by the guy that did the wrestler, so oh, okay. I'm gonna go check that out. I, ne- I never watched the movie, but I heard that he did it, and so I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah. Uh, which we need to watch the wrestler at some point. With the, yes. So. Well, we'll figure out something to do next time we meet. Mm. Uh, just, I guess, we'll be out in a week or two, a couple weeks. Uh, mm. What do you, uh, state of wrestling right now, what do you got? Anything? Um, How do you feel about money in the bank? It was fun, I guess. I don't know. Like, bits and pieces of it I liked. I liked the Braun versus Bray match. I liked Seth versus Drew. Um, the money in the bank match was wacky but like i don't know i feel like it was too self-aware while not being self-aware enough yeah it was it was a weird thing like my like obviously the worst parts were vince and steph the steph is like shoehorned in on like she was not even there she's like yeah like on a cell phone camera or something right and uh then to me like Money in the bank. And it was it was so many fat jokes. Like, dear God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like but but money in the bank, getting that briefcase is supposed to mean something. Right. Well, I a lot of people think that what they're trying to do is make the tag division mean something since it's been struggling so much. Well, when you find out that, like, the Revival, one of the reasons why they they, they, they said in their, like, talk is Jericho, like, we didn't want to be tag team champions because we thought that the belt was so worthless. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. But I don't know. I guess the thing with me, I mean, I get Becky Lynch having to drop the belt because she's pregnant. You can't be mm-hmm. wrestling with a child. But uh, in your belly. Unless you're Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. Then you can wrestle, wrestle a child. Uh, but, <laughs> but just like Oscar gets the, the case. And I'm like, all right, we're going to have this like, we are going, we're not going to have a good like, oh, are they going to cash it in moment? Like after this money in the bank. Because Otis is, Otis is a face. But that's the thing. The whole reason that the cash-in moment is so good is because of the pop. Well, yeah, I know. But, like... But we're not going to get a pop regardless. But we, had a whole, we have a whole year. I, we're not going to get a pop regardless. Well, not now. But we're going to have fans in wrestling arenas. Trust me. That's, like, by October... The BOK just booked a Chris Stapleton show in October. They're not doing that if they don't think they're going to have fans. I know what they think, but I, I, I promise you their plans are going to change. I guarantee you. I know that I know, I'm telling you. Oh, I know that we're going to have shows with wrestling fans. I think it's going to last for a month. And then that shit's going to get shut down real fast. I think that, uh, you, look, I'm, I'm going to pitch this to Vince McMahon right now. The, the governor of Massachusetts uh, or, or, or has said that they're not going to have any events in arenas with fans. And so that means SummerSlam can't happen. In Massachusetts. State of Oklahoma is the Wild West. In in August, it's like 110 degrees outside, right? We got H.A. Chapman Stadium right over here, baby. You just come to SummerSlam in Tulsa. We will fill this place out. 
uh, and uh, I'll have SummerSlam in my backyard. So okay, yeah, let, let's do it. Well, All right, Ethan. Well, we've had enough of talking about the silly makeups up for today. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to say to the fine people out there? Uh, just keep going forward. It'll, it'll eventually end. It will eventually end. Keep going forward, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, check us out on uh, Soundstooth, uh, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, I think probably lots of other, Spotify. Uh, also, mm-hmm. check out uh, every night almost. There's something on the Facebook or Twitch for Soundstooth. Uh, usually evil overlord and Landry Miller doing something. Um, but uh, yeah, we had a uh, old dusty bottom, old dusty trails debuted last night doing his country radio show uh, on uh, that. That was me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so pay attention to our Facebook. We got some good stuff coming out and the app's going to have some updates and upgrades coming in the future. So, uh, you know, check all that stuff out. Take it easy guys. Have a great day. I love you. Peace.